0: You're listening to episode 31 of Weight Coach with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. This is permanent weight loss through overcoming the urge to overeat. Once that urge is gone, you will naturally feed yourself exactly what your body needs and your body will return to its best weight. Hey, you can help support the podcast by going to com slash Amazon whenever you're shopping online. Doesn't everybody shop Amazon? You should be. I do. This will take you right to Amazon's homepage. You might have to click on U.S. if it's offering you the different countries choice and make that your bookmark because that takes you to their homepage through my affiliate link. And Amazon will give me a few cents advertising for them. I appreciate your support. Welcome back, everyone. I've started watching Survivor. Truly, I went all those intervening years without ever watching this TV show because really I'm fond of Australian TV and I actually started watching Survivor Australia this season. It's still in its infancy over there in Australia. They're on season 3. And because it is so interesting to me, I began looking back at old episode seasons of the U.S. Survivor. There are tons of articles and follow-ups on the season spanning from the year 2000 up to today. Lots of life lessons from Survivor, but those lessons are things like play hard, play strategically, stay fe- flexible, face your fears, change your destiny. You get the idea. Lots of life coach memes and sayings don't get me wrong, I love all those positive memes that are shared on Facebook. Well, almost all of them. Sometimes I spot a doozy and I think, what the heck kind of coach says that? But as a certified coach, I find most of them pretty superficial because I know how much deeper our thoughts and patterns go. To facilitate change, real change, You have to be able to reach right into the core of someone and shake what they've been believing a little. Challenge the status quo of the mind. I would imagine that this is exactly what happens to the 16 strangers who are dumped a little unceremoniously off a boat into the sea near the island where they will try to survive and become the sole survivor. Sure, the first few weeks is pure survival mode, but if you are lucky enough to still be there week after week, at some point you must start questioning everything you ever thought to be true about yourself. That's where real change happens. But I'm digressing. What has perked my intense interest is the food or the lack of it. Of course, as a lifelong starvation specialist, read, repeat dieter. It was fascinating to watch perfectly normal, healthy humans begin to eat limited rations and quickly drop weight. What can I say? But there is so much that connects with the Minnesota starvation experiment back in the 1940s that I really began to sit up and take note. By the way, that's episode six of Weight Coach, where I talk about the Minnesota starvation experiment, so go back and catch it if you've not listened previously. So have you watched Survivor and seen what begins to happen with limited food? The stranded participants are generally supplied with a limited amount of white rice. They augment this with fish caught from the ocean or river, whatever they're stranded nearby and anything they can find that's edible in the jungle, sometimes by winning a food reward, first realize until they can figure out how to get fire started, they're eating and drinking nothing. They first have to be able to boil water for it to be safe to drink. Then they can start cooking rice. Starting a fire by rubbing sticks together? Not as successful as you might think they sometimes go days without fire. If they win the first challenge reward, it generally includes a piece of flint to start a fire with. On some of the seasons I've watched, a tribe has gone quite a few days without fire, water, food. Yes, demoralizing. But even more important is the weakness and lethargy that begins to set in without food. This is what begins to fascinate me. Even if they get fire pretty quickly in the game, so they can cook a ration of rice, and even if they manage to catch the occasional fish, if they're not getting enough and continue to drop muscle, the changes became apparent. Note they drop muscle, lots of precious muscle, and mentally the puzzles that are often part of the physical challenges on Survivor become more and more difficult to assemble. You see, the daily life for the tribe that is not getting enough to eat, they are laying around under their shelter or out on the beach, not wanting to move. At first I was thinking, why are these stupid people? Why aren't they not out there fishing constantly? Cripes, they're hungry. Why aren't they off digging up roots, roasting crickets, anything? Their entire camp is in disarray. Pans sitting out on rocks with bits of food left stuck inside, wet clothes, muddy clothes. You might think, ugh, this tribe doesn't even deserve to eat. Flash to the tribe who has been winning challenges. Perhaps one fishing tackle so they're catching a lot of sea life and eating pretty well. Their camp is tidy. Things are hung up. Maybe they've even built benches to sit on. Their shelter has been improved on. They keep busy. They come to the next challenge pretty motivated. Are they just better people in that tribe? Binge watching a couple of seasons gives a clearer picture. The tribe who is not fortunate enough to get fire early on has been set up for starvation and wasting away of muscle. The lethargy and not caring about fixing up camp is not laziness. It's the result of not having enough to eat. The body not having adequate nutrition to thrive. If you've ever crash dieted, you may have found yourself feeling more lethargic. Maybe you didn't even notice how much your mental focus had begun to falter. But trust me, it probably did. The brain without nutrition is not going to function as well. It's just not. The tribe becomes weaker and weaker. Then maybe something surprising happens. They get a good catch of fish, or they win a food reward challenge. Tribe members even comment on how much energy they can immediately feel in their body as soon as they get fish to eat. They're up and and dancing around camp, The effect is so defined because they have been so protein-starved, they could feel the reaction in their body. Some of these guys who landed on the beach were pretty well-muscled and physically fit and already know full well that their body requires protein. Of course, I've always intellectually known this, but for the sake of weight loss totally ignored it and even gotten out of touch with how my body feels from one meal to the next how does clean protein make me feel as opposed to how a sugary snack makes me feel no clue tuned out for years completely have you ever been calorie restricting and had some really down days is it truly mental what would a thick steak do for you It certainly had never occurred to me back in the day of my crazy obsessing over dieting that I was feeling so, I don't care much because of a lack of proper nutrition in my body. I never connected the dots. It may well have been that ceasing to care, feeling like, is what made me stray away from the diet and begin regaining the weight again it wasn't that i was weak-willed i didn't have the proper nutrition my body just ran down other points of interest in watching survivor were at the end of season one when jeff Probst asked the group at the finale who had regained all the weight they lost while stranded on the island all hands flew up in the air granted these were not people with a weight issue Except, of course, Rich Hatch, who was a bit stout. But they needed to rebuild their bodies. I'm willing to bet that at the time, not one of them had the same muscle-to-fat ratio that they did before Survivor. Fat comes back on fast. It takes time to rebuild muscle. I would also suspect that when they regained what they lost due to starvation on Survivor, they gained back what to what they previously weighed plus some. Every study shows the body puts on additional weight when it regains. Repeat dieters will absolutely confirm that they always end up with a slightly higher weight than before. The poor cast on Season 2 experienced some really dire conditions in the Australian outback. I've not yet watched this to the end, so no spoilers, (laughs) but it is down to the final four and they are decimated. Their energy is at rock bottom, except for one who is a repeat winner of a few food reward challenges that has eaten pretty well. You can actually see some of them shutting down mentally, retreating into their own minds. But the human spirit is amazing. There's a challenge that allows them to communicate by typing on a chat screen on a computer with their loved ones. Just a couple sentences, that's all they get. And they're changed. They're laughing, they're happy, they're motivated. It also doesn't hurt that they were treated to a pastry as well as part of the experience. The surge of carbs and contact with family changed them dramatically. I was inspired to see how a survivor meal felt in my body. Really, you know I'm nuts like this. I am your test lab. I bought some fish. (laughs) And if you know me, I'm not a huge fan. But I got some milder fish, cod, and fired up my little Smokey Joe barbecue with charcoal and wood chips. I made a pot of plain white rice. For dinner, I had the grilled fish and white rice. It was definitely not live witchetty grubs or worms. The smoke flavor on the fish was actually pretty great. I imagine the fish they're roasting on Survivor over the open fire tastes pretty much like that. But how did my body feel? Great. Really, a little rice and a piece of clean fish protein sat really well in my system. I felt light physically and pretty energetic. Like I was ready to go out and take a walk for sure. So if you are focused on losing weight and you're putting together your list of fuel foods as I recommend you create then to eat and shop from, pay close attention to how you feel. Where is your energy level? Where is your motivation? Are you feeling like, ugh, I'll tidy up the kitchen tomorrow? This is actually a signal that you're not getting enough in your body to thrive. How does it feel to eat nice, clean protein? How does it feel to eat a pastry? Sugar crash is not a myth. Right after the pastry, you might feel that bump of dopamine in your brain that makes you feel like really happy. But how are you an hour later? Ugh, right? The lessons of watching Survivor is to pay close attention to how I feel, both physically and mentally, because these are strong clues to my nutrition. If I don't feel like getting anything done, it's maybe not just a mood. It could be a symptom. And it's not only mental. It might just be physiological. We might need some protein to kick in and start our bodies and our mind. This is why I say do not get diet crazy. Do not think you can drink the magic shake of the month and miraculously lose weight permanently. Permanently. If the shake really is perfectly balanced nutrition for you, which I doubt, There are psychological effects of not having actual chewable food. Just like the Minnesota starvation experiment, the contestants on Survivor began to lay about talking about chocolate, Doritos, a burger, the food fantasies began, obsession began. Last night, I listened to a contestant on Survivor say, I kid you not, I have actually literally began to dream of food get out of the obsession cycle. Some of you need to recover from years of dieting and being brainwashed about fats, calories, foods, quantities. Along the way, you've built some basic beliefs about yourself, your eating, your body, your family, on and on, all centered around dieting. This is the true work. Unraveling all that, learn how to nourish yourself finely, lovingly, without complete deprivation that's going to set you up for the next cycle of losing and gaining. Go watch Survivor. (laughs) Really, go watch Survivor. Start to note the effects of the lack of food. Note the recovery when they get a decent meal. It'll begin to teach you about yourself. If you want to dig a little deeper and have a coach's help and perspective to help you uncover your stories, thoughts, and beliefs, go to to TalkToJoanne.com and schedule a free mini session with me. Let's get you started self-coaching right now. The thought model is key to the kind of coaching I do. It's causal coaching. It uncovers the reason for your issue instead of trying to fix the issue itself. If you try to fix the issue itself, it's not going to be a permanent fix if you still have the same underlying reasons you developed the issue to begin with. In order for the issue or problem to be permanently corrected, you must uncover the cause. Hence, I do causal coaching. So, do not run off and strand yourself on an island to lose weight. (laughs) We can do this reasonably but I kid you not about watching Survivor and really begin taking note, not of their social game and all that, but take a note of how the lack of food is affecting them and how they recover when they finally get a decent meal. It's amazing and it'll teach you a lot. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining me.